Welcome to Season 5 of the Let's Talk Data podcast series, presented by SAP, where we explore game-changing technologies with leading experts. Welcome to our Let's Talk Data podcast series. This series is brought to you by SAP experts discussing current topics around data and data management. This is a bit of a subtopic to that called Let's Talk HANA. My name is Ina. I will be your host for today's podcast. Um, today we're focusing on if you're an Oracle DBA or developer, how can you use those skills on SAP HANA? Joining me today um, is Patrick Hank from a partner at Method360. Welcome, Patrick, and thanks for your time today. Thanks, Ina, and thanks for having us. So first of all, I haven't met a company yet that just has one database. I know we're talking right now about being an Oracle DBA and an SAP HANA developer or DBA, but there are lots of reasons why companies end up with more than one database, either from legacy applications that, that are, haven't quite moved to whatever their new reference architecture might be, or uh, brand new innovation applications that require a different kind of database not to mention the complications of having some on-premise and some in the cloud and your cloud applications requiring different databases to support them. And of course, we all are looking to consume new innovations faster. So we're looking for new things like machine learning and predictive and spatial and graph. And many times those things get added on from different databases at different times. And in all of that, we also have new capabilities like data lakes that sometimes end up being supported in a different way. So all of these reasons kind of compound to, to a company not just having one database that they've standardized on and not just having one database that they can manage throughout the life cycle process. So my first question to you, Patrick, is um, just a bit of an introduction for you on this topic then. Describe a bit about what Method 360 does. How are you guys relevant in this space of database and data management? Yeah, so uh, Method 360 is a technology company focused on data. So we kind of enable our clients to leverage data more effectively. And we've been in business for 20 plus years, and we've been advising over 150 clients on over 750 different cases how to optimize and extract value from data. Obviously, we're trying to be data agnostic. You're right, there, there's lots of different technologies out there. Uh, we're focused on the data from that technology. And you may have heard, we have uh, brought on a new CEO, um, Kevin McManus, who was formerly SAP. We used to work with him a lot on coming in and, and helping SAP with different uh, projects that needed expertise. But he's bringing on a new strategy or kind of an extension of our existing strategy, biz, business without bias. And it's all about having data tell the story rather than having it fit an expected outcome. So it's it kind of flows into this, this whole idea that you do have a lot of different pieces coming together as far as legacy or old, old and new applications or on-prem and cloud, and you have to figure out how to use all those. So that's that's kind of why we're here. And so can you talk a little bit more, Patrick, in that landscape that is very heterogeneous and diverse, what would be the value of adding new DBA skills to your existing skills instead of just focusing entirely on one aspect like Oracle or like HANA? Well, I think one of the reasons that there's so many different pieces out there is that there is no one solution that fits everything that you're going to have a business use case 
that you need this type of technology or, or this functionality. So there's there's a lot of different pieces coming in and, and it's coming in faster and faster. One of the things I've seen going on site and having, you know, we're talking about Oracle. I go on, on site and it's an Oracle shop and you're working with the developers that know just Oracle and you're bringing on a new technology that they have to learn, let's say it's HANA, they're actually pretty excited about that because it's it's a new it's a new toy for them. They, they get to to learn something new and and it, it kind of reinvigorates them and they're they're kind of they're 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 not territorial. They're they're more excited about learning new stuff. Yeah, we all like to build a new muscle, right? Exactly. Exactly. So if you have a, an Oracle developer or a DBA who's a bit leery of trying SAP HANA or SAP HANA Cloud, um, can you share a bit about what is common between the two? Like if I know, already know these things working with Oracle, this will, the, the method and the methodology is the same between the two to give us some comfort. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I said that they're excited about it, but there is always that apprehension when you first go in that if it's a completely different skill set, and, and this is more at the, the management level, you know, they have, they have to figure out how their, their team is going to figure all this out. Probably the best thing I'd say about going from an Oracle to HANA landscape or, or uh, technology is that there are, there's a lot of similarities. Um, the, the underlying premise of how to use SQL, um, you know, they both have stored procedures, they both, um, they have a, a scripting language in HANA, it's SQL script, uh, Oracle is PL SQL, essentially the same thing. I mean, it's programming language using SQL to get a, a process done. And, you know, there, there's little things like different syntaxes, different words for different things, different data types. A lot of similarities where you bring in a HANA to an Oracle shop and, and the developers, especially the good ones, pick it up right away. Perfect. And what about the those administration tasks? Are a lot of those same tasks similar between backup and lifecycle? And can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So full disclosure, um, I'm primarily in the development side of it. The the DBA administrations are are similar, and you're going to be doing it the same way. So security administration. And they both have the concept of roles. Scheduling and backups and restores are, are essentially the same functionality. Uh, tuning, uh, performance tuning is a little different. Um, I don't know if you want to get into that now or if there's a specific question around that, but that's probably where HANA becomes a little bit simpler. So that's a great segue, Patrick. What if the, We've established the baseline there of those tasks that are roughly similar. And you know, if you're feeling great about your SQL skills, you're probably not going to be super uncomfortable um, adding SAP HANA to your background. But what concepts are slightly different? Where do you need a bit of a mindset change than when you're adding SAP HANA to your skill set? Okay. So... Yeah, we, we did that, um, the webinar, Oracle Dehana, Ask Pat. From that, I have to say, I, I did reach out to a couple of my Oracle guru friends to kind of do the comparison between them. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I started off thinking was HANA, being that it's an in-memory database and primarily a column structure versus the um, Oracle is a, a row base, so it's transactional. 
and it's, um, uh, it's kind of a, a typical RMDB. When I did some research on that, I saw that Oracle can also do in-memory. Oracle also has the, the column uh, storic. Talking with my, my Oracle friends, they don't really use that. So probably the biggest concept is, is understanding that you're going from the traditional rogue store, RMDB, transactional, to a, an in-memory, which is much faster and a, a column store, which it stores the data differently. You're, you're storing uh, just almost, if you think of unique records versus uh, row by row. And, and what this does from a, a performance standpoint is Oracle is huge on index uh, tuning and performance tuning around indexes. HANA kind of takes care of that for you. So you don't have that, that overhead of always having to, to do the index tuning. So Patrick, would you say that this makes um, tasks that you don't have to do, you don't have to think about it, or does it change um, use cases that you might approach differently or totally different use cases that you might try between the different tools? Which direction would you go with that? It, it simplifies it a bit. So yeah, there, there are some tasks as far as performance that you can ignore. Uh, there's still a uh, performance piece of it that you have to look at. And one of the things that HANA, uh, when we go into a, I, I can think of my last um, three or four big HANA projects is on the development side, you're, you're not as much writing code, um, you know, as, as you are building models or, or um, graphic calculation views. And, and this kind of takes the place of these these monstrous codes. I, example being, I worked at a petroleum place where they had five primary store procedures that was 40,000 lines of code. Wow. And they had one, one consultant that understood how they all worked. And when there was a change, you changed all of them, and it took him two months or three months to do it. And you better hope he doesn't get sick, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it was the hit, hit by the bus mentality that if he was gone, they, they were out of luck and they, their whole analytics platform was gone. So we converted those over into uh, calculation views. And now instead of this monstrous code, uh, it was, you know, it, it's easier to read because it's, it's visual, at least for me, I, I'm a, a visual guy. And it's more common so that instead of one consultant, now we had the the actual full-time employees helping us and they were owning their little spot of it. And it can be broken up into smaller chunks rather than this big, massive store procedure. And the can other- you, Sorry, can you give us a little bit about when you talk about calculation views for people who might not know what those are or how- uh, Good point. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming everyone's seen it. So, it's a way, in the end, what it does, it, it, it does create this, um, this SQL script code in the background, but it's a way of getting source data, joining different source data as you can manipulate the data, similar to what you would do if you uh, created a store procedure or created a SQL script or PL SQL view. And it has the, the union functionality, the joins, the, the different sources and join either HANA sources or external sources as well. 
um, but it's run on the, the HANA engine. I guess the other neat thing about it is you can build views on top of views. So you can use a view as a source, and now you have a visual representation of this, this um, like building blocks almost. And that's where the tuning and the performance kind of comes into play because you got to think about what data you're bringing in and how far up it's going to go. And then there's little things like uh, calculated columns where you can add additional functionality or extend it even more within the, um, the data that you have. But you have to think about what that data is as far as are you going to use it for a join, in which case you don't want a calculated view, you want to bring in the, the, the source data as much as possible. Might be getting too far into the weeds, but there's a, a thing called table functions where you can have additional SQL script buried within that calculated view to do even more complex things. And you have to think about where that's going to be in relation to the, the calculation view. So you're leading into kind of the topic of managing that speed and performance and making sure that you're taking that into account when you're designing your the view of your data. Can you talk a little bit more about maybe any differences between the way the way you'd be doing that in Oracle versus the way you do that with HANA? Yeah, so I, I would think both are, as far as figuring out the performance, you're kind of looking at it the same way where uh, HANA has what's called a plan viz, uh, and you can get the, the explain plan on, on what is being, how, how far it runs for each increment of that, that query being run. Oracle has the same thing with an explain plan. Um, HANA has a little bit more abilities within that in that you can get a visual representation of it and it's showing where the bottlenecks are and, and the percentage of resources going in each different uh, action within that query. I see. So that's really helping you figure out where bottlenecks might be when you actually get to running, correct? Yeah, that and um, the, the other thing that it can show is sometimes you will have some some joins that are not acting the way you want. Uh, and you will see it blow up into, uh, you, know, you go from a thousand records to a billion records, and you realize that you have a invalid join and that you have to figure out what you didn't do properly. We, we have done that in the past, or we have found those in the past, and the plan viz that gives that visual representation and the, the breakout of how many records are, are a result of each step is a, an excellent tool to kind of debug that. Very cool. So we've talked about um, data setup. We've talked about speed and performance. Can you talk now just about the, the maybe key differences? A few, we're looking for some little tactical nuggets here of actual differences in queries or data types, maybe top five or 10 things that someone should know before they start playing around. Probably the best nugget would be a reference on where to look. Obviously, anyone that has to do the transformation, if, if they don't have the, the knowledge, they're gonna be Googling. Yeah. Um, the best place to start, uh, help.sap.com. And within there, you can search for HANA and SQL script, and it gives you the entire SQL script reference where I think it even gives you a table comparison. And in that table comparison, you can kind of see on the Oracle data types versus the SAP 
data types or the SAP HANA data types, um, how they compare. An example would be Oracle has a lot of different numbers and uh, number data types. And depending on the reference that you give with that number, how big of a number it is, that could decide whether it's an integer or a big int or a small int on the, or a tiny int on the HANA data type. Looking at that comparison chart kind of gives you the, the idea of what, if you're doing a conversion manually and you need to read data type, that's kind of where you'd look. But essentially, I mean, they both have integer types. They have the number types. I think um, Oracle uses float, whereas on HANA side, it's real or double. The blobs, the blobs, the clubs, those are all same character types. There's a few Oracle data types that um, you would have to figure out how to get work around because HANA does not deal with row ID or arrays or nested tabs, but that is not a common data type compared to the others. So Okay. So yeah, a little plug there for help.sap.com. And if you're more on the developer side than the DBA side, there's also developers.sap.com, which has a load of tutorials and live sessions that can take you from absolute start provisioning and standing up your first system all the way to the end. So also good places to start. I don't know if it's the same as the developers. The other one that I use for um, learning new SAP technologies, there's a community.sap.com. It's slash media slash hands on SAP dev. And that has all the, the recent blogs and, and tutorials on all the new technology as well. So Patrick, any um, closing thoughts? Um, you know, any additional things that will inspire our uh, DBA and developer listeners to try SAP HANA or SAP HANA Cloud? I guess we haven't talked much about SAP HANA Cloud, but for those of you who don't know, SAP HANA Cloud is our cloud-native database as a service that is really a master service of services, including things like data lakes and um, object storage and all of the multi-model capabilities that we talked about with HANA, but in that database as a service uh, cloud native database. So that's what HANA Cloud is. Much of what um, Patrick has been talking about is, is the same between HANA and HANA Cloud, except for, of course, the administration, which is different in cloud. So with all of that preamble, Patrick, any closing <laughs> thoughts? Any closing thoughts that will to help inspire um, listeners to give it a try? Well, being a developer, the most thing that would inspire me is being able to get my hands on it. And I know that HANA Cloud does have a free or trial where you can sign up and get a, a HANA Cloud account. I believe you're able to get in and do the calculation views via the the web IDE or the business application studio and just do some of the, the tutorials, get an idea of how it works, get the uh, idea of how the uh, the different joins and the, the queries operate. And you can look at the how to do the performance tuning on it and the, the complex views. And I think that's kind of what would get the, the developers up to speed the quickest. Yeah, so that is the, there's a free HANA trial. It used to be 30 days um, for HANA Cloud, I'm sorry. It used to be 30 days and now you can extend that 
at least a year, if not more. So um, you can find that at sap.com slash Cloud. will be a link to how to get that free trial. Uh, you know, and the other thing I wanted to highlight there is just that um, SAP HANA has been around. We had our 10-year anniversary last year, and SAP HANA Cloud, which we've been talking about, is really sort of the next evolution of that same technology, but in a cloud-native database as a service. So we're really using HANA Cloud as a way to extend the capabilities and balance workloads from your on-premise applications. So in that in that way, we, we don't see anyone really totally ripping out all of their on-premise databases and replacing them with cloud, but it's a it's a great way to to try new innovations and try to extend and balance the workloads that you already have on-premise. So that's just again just a bit of a highlight there for what uh, SAP HANA Cloud can do for you and how that can work with SAP HANA and much of the same technologies we've talked about. So thank you, Patrick. Uh, the top takeaway I learned was you have no excuse to be afraid and not try it, that there are plenty of resources out there and there's much that is similar between what you may be very familiar with and great at with Oracle that you can extend into learning SAP HANA and working that new muscle. So if you want to learn more, head to sap.com slash HANA Cloud, as we mentioned, and we will look forward to seeing you on the next Let's Talk Data podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you, Hannah. Appreciate it.